0: Hello, everybody. This is uh, Aaron Percival, as you'll probably know me better as Corporal Hicks, um, co-admin of AVP Galaxy, and you're listening to the 24th episode of our podcast series. Today, we're going to be talking um, speculative about um, the upcoming Neil Bloom Camp Alien Five, uh, Alien Camp, and um, you know, we've, there's been a lot of news in regards to that recently. But before we crack on, uh, let's introduce our large panel of avp galaxy staff today uh this is Top.
1: this is xenomorphine
2: this is Omegazilla,
0: and we've also got doom rules with us um so let's crack on well i think Omegazilla's is quite fond of calling this one alien camp so um
2: <laughs> yeah it's the perfect title
0: considering we don't know exactly what the um what the film's going to be about which I, th- I think is pretty much the the hot topic at the minute isn't isn't it um,
1: well, I think the hot topic is: is it or isn't it going to be a retcon, no, and yeah. nobody knows.
0: Should we, um, should we recap the uh, the news leading up to this? I suppose probably would be the better way to to lead yeah. into it.
2: Yeah, yeah go been, for it. They've been not very specific about it. I mean, it's, it really sounds like a retcon to me because they want to be a genetic, genetic sibling to the first two movies this this whole thing about not undoing Alien tree and Alien Resurrection just sounds like padding to me I mean, it's like uh, he wants to retcon but he doesn't want he doesn't want A, fans to be pissed off he wants all the target audience to go to the cinema so well, that's why he's saying that, I mean the concept art yeah, really which shows another Ripley, another leaks, I mean
0: well, I think that's probably what got um, what got people most excited was that original concept art, which was um, pretty much straight after straight after New Year when that was released. Yeah. And, and it it, yeah. it blatantly shows um, an alien-esque Ripley, you know, slightly aged, and um, a Hicks who's. He was all scarred up, and what was he scarred yeah. in that concept art? Yeah, It was scarred up and ready for action.
1: And ADI did some beautiful um, photographic. Was it ADI?
0: No, it was um, it was this kid who runs a yeah. um, makeup yeah, it, company.
1: It looked really good. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure they did it as a way to say, "Hey, we're available to do the special <laughs> effects work." But right, um, it definitely. looked really impressive.
3: That's, if I may offer a theory. Um, One thing that I mentioned in the forums a couple of days ago, and this is something I honestly believe as crazy as it might sound. I'm wondering, because in the concept art, you'll recall that it showed off what looked like um, an arboretum or sort of indoor enclosure. And I'm thinking, okay, I know not so much a a literal alien zoo, but some type of (laughs) facility where the animals are actually being studied. And if this is not going to be a retcon, if it is indeed, um, taking off after the events of Aliens and not and ignoring Alien 3. As nuts as this is going to sound, what if maybe the company sent a, a research team down to LB-426 before the aliens overran the colony and took back a sample of their blood or something? I don't know. That's the only way I can think of if we're going with what we see based on that artwork.
0: I think that as much as I... I don't want to say I dislike the idea. I don't like the idea of the importance of Alien 3... Being disregarded, but I think that it's it's leaning more towards a full on full on um, retcon than anything. I mean, the 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 artwork um, uh. points towards Hicks being back. Points towards, but well, uh, his comment of saying Ripley 8 wasn't going to be in it again points towards the original Ripley. And there's no way to do that without removing three and four.
1: So. Yeah, well, I'm inclined to it, but I mean, if you're an inventive enough writer, you could, you can think up, it's whether they do it in a an entertaining or a, a plausible fashion, but you can think up ways to do it. Like I said on the forum, we've seen Hicks, he's got, you know, acid, burnt face, but we don't know if that bit of concept art was from a dream sequence, it could be from a hallucination, it could be from a flashback, it could be anything and the problem is we've seen a lot of artwork but there's no context yeah. so he's saying it's not going to be ripley eight it could be another clone um it could be it, it could be her reliving old memory it could be just about anything right now and the problem is he's he said i'm not undoing alien 3 alien resurrection you have to ask yourself, what does undoing mean? Does he mean he's not going to trample on the memory of that as esoteric as it sound, or does he mean they're going to still be part of the continuity, or we don't know because we've had this thing with Colonial Marines and they said Alien Three is going to be much better film by the time we you finished with our game, and <laughs> it was, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> Well, so um, I-, I think we've all got a bad feeling about that when directors say, yeah, it's going to be canon or it's not going to mm, trample on the memory or it's not going to be a retcon, but it is. And it just reminds me of the whole Prometheus thing when they said, it is going to be a prequel, it isn't going to be a prequel. And we <laughs> were just having endless debates well, about well. that. And then ultimately it was a prequel. Well,
0: what sort of. Is. Yeah, let's not anger people right. with Prometheus. It
1: sort of, but it sort of wasn't <laughs> I, I <think.
2: laughs> Blumkamp said that uh, he wants to give a proper closure to replace character. So, and and that means he's going to do it. Actually, I mean, I doubt it's going to be a proper closure in a dream. It wouldn't be a proper closure. But is I think that this whole retcon thing—it's uh, something only a portion of the target audience. Uh, things about because the general audience, the general movie goer, your average Joe, they don't care. I mean, all right, all right. most people don't even know there's there's an Alien Three or an Alien Resurrection. They just alien, aliens, and then what? There's other movies. I think yeah. there's Alien vs Predator. No, there's, there's Alien Three and Alien Resurrection. <laughs> we we the fans, the long time, die hard fans, the ones that watch the movies regularly, we care about this stuff. The general audience doesn't even know. The people that actually remember there was an alien tree and an alien resurrection, they don't have fond memories of it. I mean, the whole thing, they ruined the story and stuff like that. So from Donkham's point of view and uh, Fox's point of view, this thing is not going to uh, condemn this movie to be a pop. because it's only affecting a small portion of the intended target audience
4: well I mean it it definitely seems like we're getting conflicting information because yeah I, I have a lot of faith in Neil as, as a director and I don't think he's making a movie just for like your average caught casual audience you know he loves sci-fi and I'm, I'm sure he's you know I, I follow him on Instagram and, and he responds to people and he's really active with his, his followers um, by the way if, if you're on Instagram you should definitely check out his um, profile page if you like sci-fi movie making or cars it's pretty cool but I mean he seems like he's being uh, really careful with his wording I mean calling it a genetic sequel um, rather than oh this is the true sequel we always wanted and, and saying specifically I'm not going to do Alien 3 or Alien Resurrection I mean he wouldn't just say that for no reason I mean he knows that people worked hard on these movies, even though they're not nearly as beloved as the first two. Um, I don't think many fans saw Alien 3 the first time and were really crazy about it, but but over the years, you know, it's gained a cult following, and I've enjoyed it more and more each time I've watched it. So, But that's the big question is, I mean, the artwork we're seeing and the premise we're seeing, there's absolutely, at least as far as I can think of, no way to do it unless you're retconning, uh, because Ripley and Hicks, of course, died. Spoiler alert. Well, I'm
3: curious though. I mean, we, we're, we're you know the topic of retcon keeps coming up, but I haven't heard too many people offering ideas about how they're how he's logically going to follow the follow aliens. I mean, spiritual sequel or not, how do you follow a film that firmly establishes no, this is the only colony that's out there, the queen's dead, all the eggs are dead. What well, do you what do you do with that? We we, well, we do know
1: though. the derelict and yeah. the concept are or it's I someone pointed out the arm isn't broken, like in Aliens mm. in the special edition. Yeah. So it might be a completely different ship, especially mm. if they're going to follow on with Prometheus 2, which presumably is going to... I mean, for all we know, that could be the the juggernaut, or whatever it's called, that Shaw left on. Mm. We don't know. Yeah, They've recovered right. a space jockey spacecraft from somewhere. Whether it's the same one on LV-426, uh, so we don't know.
0: Well, let, let me just... The, the only film... That killed the um, killed the prospect of other other sequels was Resurrection, and that was a yeah. single line in that film that killed any of those other ideas and effectively erased the EU, which was that for all intents and purposes Ripley succeeded in wiping out the species.
2: Yeah. If
0: if Alien Camp is ignoring that sequel, whether it's through some stupid dream sequence or just full on ignoring it. Then that doesn't apply anymore, and it opens up a whole new realm of possibilities for where they can go in terms of the storyline, especially if, especially with Prometheus, and um, if that's being taken into account with, with this new film, which I have no reason to think it wouldn't be, especially with Scott producing. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. we only saw one complex in Prometheus, but we we saw loads moving off into the background when during the film so if every single one of those was some sort of launch pad and they all had juggernauts derelicts whatever you want to call them underneath them then there's 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 plenty more out there to be found
3: Hmm. i kind of sworn that didn't neil at some point say that his film wasn't going to be connected to prometheus i don't recall
1: i thought he said the opposite didn't he i don't know i'd have to look it up
4: I I know what you're talking about. I saw an interview somewhere that was saying that, you know, Prometheus was going to do its own thing and this is going to be more connected to the alien films. I really doubt they're going to include too many plot elements Mm. from Prometheus. I don't think we'll be seeing any black goo or big albino guys. At the
0: end of the day, the only real (laughs) connection we need is that ship and its cargo anyway, or ships (laughs) like it. Yeah, one
2: thing I really like about the concept art was that the outline... Of the of the derelict ship was actually more like uh, the original rendering because its arms are bent. If you notice mm. in the Prometheus version, it's like uh, a big croissant. It's entirely circular, whereas the original alien version has these bent arms. So it shows that uh, they had uh, a lot of attention towards the original designs. And then even the alien queen, we we see in the in the concept of what looks like. Uh, very faithful representation of the original Cameron and Winston designs. It even has these stripes on on the on its face. It was a characteristic of the original Queen.
4: One thing to notice, too, is, I don't know if this really means anything, but the ship in the concept art doesn't have the massive crack in it um, with one of the ends kind of falling yeah. over like we saw in Aliens. Yeah. Um, that might have just been... They didn't know about that because it was the special edition or whatever. But I don't know. Maybe that means it's a different ship. But going back to what we were saying about the the Juggernauts on Prometheus, I mean, the ships from that planet had a different cargo than the than the derelict we saw in Alien. So that's well, one
1: thing
0: of them for sure. But yeah. What was the Juggernaut? Can you guys refresh my memory? Is the one from um, Prometheus? Yeah. It's it was the fun. Prometheus derelict. It's just what okay. they. It's the term they coined for it then. Yeah. So. um, Doom Rules has just sent over a uh, link for an interview with uh, with Neil, and um, specifically highlighting the phrase he will develop a script that is set after the Prometheus 2 story. The, the plot
4: thickens, I should think. <laughs> well, that doesn't mean it takes place
0: right after no. Prometheus. Uh, no. I think no. it would be a given. Um, I mean, e- even even if they are connected in some small tangible form, the Prometheus series is essentially a sequel to the Alien series. So by semantics itself. A, a film set after Aliens would be set after Prometheus.
1: I still think it's to do with filming the schedules. It's not yeah, saying. Exactly it's, yeah. as well. you're uh, just saying when that's wrapped, we'll start this one. Sort of thing.
0: I mean, a problem we've got as well is a lot of, a lot of assumptions that we're making are solely on, on this artwork. Yeah. Which, at the end of the day, might not be representative of the, the actual film because, for all intents and purposes, the the re- release of this artwork has served as a, as a pitch to Fox, you know, and it's generated that interest online to show that there's, there's still severe interest in the Aliens franchise.
4: But, I mean, a lot of stuff is early proof of concept. Like, yeah. I don't think we'll be seeing all of this in the main film. You look at any art book from a movie and they have a whole bunch of crazy stuff they developed early on that never sees the, the production.
0: Yeah. Prometheus, for example. Yeah.
1: I was just thinking, yeah, with um, they when they cast um, Guy Pearce as Wayland, they did a whole lot of stuff about the young Wayland who was on this kind of big futuristic yacht surrounded all by all these beautiful women. And it never materialised because they couldn't have the
0: budget for it. Yeah. Well, that's probably something we, we should talk about a little bit because that's something that is relatively pop, a popular theory on the forums, which is this notion of, well, it's it's been around for a long time, hasn't it? The idea that Alien Three and Resurrection were all dreams, mm-hmm. but with
2: oh with god, Pr- I uh, hope not. Yeah,
0: I know it's an <laughs> it's it's an awful idea, but yeah. Prometheus and to a lesser extent the the original Aliens novelisation makes it very conceivable as as a valid way out, um, because you know uh, Prometheus shows us um, dreams whilst in hypersleep and that concept was obviously for david to be talking with with wayland while he was in in hypersleep i mean you see it to some extent later on on one side or from david's side but i think it's entirely plausible as a way out i just think it's a really really naff and cheap way of doing it i
1: I think it's easy to say you know this or that could be an easy way or a cheap way i think as long as something is done plausibly it's done in a convincing fashion Like uh, you could i think i was saying earlier on the floor somebody said oh well you know they're hauling guns around and i said well e- even in the first one they're hauling around laser pistols and if you just say that you say oh this space crew they- they've got these laser guns and you say oh, that sounds a bit cheesy but you know alien was done in a really convincing <laughs> manner as a whole uh, I think anything, any kind of plot point, as long as you convince the audience with the execution of it, I don't think people are going to care. Mm,
0: but yeah. it was all a dream. Is it's not a satisfying story element. No, I, don't I mean think.
1: I'd rather they did a straight sequel. But um, you know, if it is that, and if they do it in a convincing way, if it's satisfyingly done, you know, whether it's a retcon or not, I'm just hoping for an entertaining movie at the end of the day.
2: I- I think that this whole dream thing is uh, something fans thought that, because um, I don't think the filmmakers are going to use it, because when, if you remember back in 2006, Superman Returns came out and it, uh, it ignored Superman 3 and Superman 4, it, they didn't bother saying, uh, yeah, yeah, Superman 3 and 4 were dreams Superman had. They they aren't going to bother, I think. I mean, if you're, if they're going to ignore them, they're going to ignore them without making some sort of fancy explanation for it.
3: I don't know if they could do that with, with Aliens, though, because Superman, to me, they're sort of like continuing adventures. I don't really know that necessarily one film always has to follow the other. With Aliens, though, the universe isn't as large. Do you guys see what I mean by that? Right, Definitely.
4: I mean, Superman's been around forever, so there's been, like, multiple iterations of him and,
3: and
0: that's, things That's like the that. thing, isn't it? With, with comics, I mean, I've just finished reading the Spider-Verse series for Spider-Man, um, which features, you know, all these different Spider-Mans from different universes. And that kind of thing's pretty uh, pretty endemic of, of comics, of the comic franchises. So there's a multitude of alternate universes, alternate timelines, alternate iterations of all these characters. And that suits them. That suits um, Superman. Um, you know, when when Terminator Genesis comes out, in theory, every single one of those films should be a alternate timeline because of yeah. because of time travel. My biggest problem with that kind of thing is it's not Alien. Alien is grounded in reality, in the mundane right. of the sci-fi. <clears throat> and to me, that's going to be whoa. Oh, we've just gone into the comic book realms, which which you can argue. Um, Resurrection did, because it, yeah, it was idea. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Alien Resurrection yeah. pretty much did that. But, cloning, is that more stupid than um, alternate timelines?
3: No, it's less confusing, certainly. I mean, geez, you know, people try to figure out you're talking about Terminator, just the discussion going on in that thread alone about how the different universes coincide, especially with Genesis coming out, I mean, good God, you could write a full novel about that.
4: Another big question here is if this isn't retcon how the hell are they going to explain the age of Sigourney Weaver and Michael
0: Bean now? It'll have, like... to, it'll have to take place years after, won't it? Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah.
1: She's already woken up 57 years later in one film, so I don't think it's going to be too much of a stretch.
0: <laughs> and she did, well, obviously the actress aged, but she physically changed appearance in terms of um, Ripley, so, you know, while hypersleep might keep them alive significantly longer, it's not to say they don't. Age in uh, in hypersleep, it could just be slowing the aging process yeah. down.
1: I think yeah, she does look different compared. When you get publicity shots of we, how Sigourney Weaver looked in Alien and publicity shots of Alien, she. I mean, I, I don't know if it was a conscious decision on behalf of James Cameron or whatever, but she does look weathered. She looks aged compared to how she looks in Ridley Scott's film. So I, I don't think it's going to be much of an issue personally. I mean, you're going to have, Hicks has already got his half his face dissolved anyway, so with him it's not really going to be much of an issue for death that, that.
4: That's another thing the fans have been talking about. It didn't look like his burns were that extensive when you watch Aliens.
2: No. Yeah, it's a, it look like, looks much more like what Drake would have after that much of a burn. Uh, mm. Hicks wasn't wasn't really affected because he didn't have a, a lot of acid sprayed on his face. I mean, it mostly went to his armor, and, and he took off the armor.
0: Well, if they're going for a full retcon, I'll forgive them a little bit of artistic license when it comes to uh, Hicks's appearance. Because, let's face it, it looks badass.
2: Right. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Speaking of age, though, I mean, we're
3: talking about how does uh, Hicks and uh, Ripley age. You don't think Lance Hendricks
0: is going to make another appearance as Bishop because I he has an to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they could always have him as as the Bishop creator again. Well, okay, I'm not going to say yeah. again. We're not getting into that debate here. <laughs> oh God, no, Please.
4: If Ridley Scott's the producer, he'll never let that happen. I was even reading recently, like, Lindelof brought that up to Scott in the making of Prometheus, and Scott just looked at him like, I, those movies don't even exist for me, so...
1: Yeah, about um, Wayland, wasn't it? Because yeah. he did his own interpretation, and the other guy like they've already done this, and he just looked. at... He hasn't ever seen Alien versus Predator. He's he's only ever gone by what other people have told him about it. But there are definite similarities with Prometheus.
0: Yeah. Well, that's because they oh, both yeah. follow that sort of um, chariot of the gods. Kind of thing to it. Yeah,
1: but I mean, even like there are certain whole scenes, like even the meeting scene when Wayland's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You can definitely see their similarities, whether they they were deliberate or not. But I'd love to be a fly on the wall when Ridley Scott finally sees that film.
4: <laughs> right, and the, the fact that they're both going into an
1: ancient pyramid and stuff yeah, like you yeah. can see a
4: lot of little similarities between the stories of the two films. Yeah. Even the
3: very ending is like straight from A V P. Yeah. I have to it's now that sequel. you guys have mentioned it here's the uh, question that I think some of us are subconsciously wondering is between this and the new Predator film the, which is, we know is a reboot is Fox mm-hmm. leading up to an AVP 3 with
0: this that, that isn't a reboot though he, it's, he called, yeah. it, isn't it no um, it's he, just a sequel yeah he uses this phrase oh, which God. I think God. is wonderful an inventive sequel yeah which to be honest is essentially what all the Predator films are um, that none of them are any form of continuous Plot. Um, well, Predator 2 is, in a way. not not overly. I mean, he took elements of it, I suppose, in, in that there's, there's knowledge of the Predators. But then again, in Predators, you have, again, the knowledge of the events of the first film. So, they're not...
1: Yeah, they're, they reference that yeah, in they, both, but that's it. They just do a yeah. name drop, and that's it. Hmm. Well, I
4: mean, yeah, there's definitely a difference between a sequel that's unrelated to its predecessors and an actual reboot of a property. And, and when... We got the Predator 4 news. A lot of people were debating that, and then Shane Black came out and said, you know, I'm not going to do anything that goes against the continuity, because as far as I'm concerned, this big universe has been built up. Why start over? So I think he's mm. he's smart in that he's not, and that's the thing I, I know I've brought this up before, but the Star Trek reboots, you just alienate your fan base so much when you throw away continuity that they've become attached to i mean you make it incompatible so that's kind of what i'm worried about with alien five
0: star trek it works with as well now, i'm talking to right, a guy who, who's, who's well. grown up with star trek pretty much since i was born and um, i'm a huge fan i'm a complete trekkie but that works again because like the comics that's an established part of um, of the of the series i mean as far back as the original show when you had the mirror universe yeah. they, they established alternate realities and i i hate those films I think they're awful, but not because of. Um, well, no, that, that might be a bit too much. I hate, I hate the plots, um, but not because of how they did the reboot. I thought that was incredibly inventive and fit the terms of the franchise.
1: It wasn't the first time they used time travel, and even the if you if you just go by the movies, they used time travel extensively. in at least twice. Uh, was it the twice? Yeah, yeah, twice because they did first contact as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah.
1: <sighs> so it's like a new thing with this it would be a completely new thing but i don't see how they would do an alternative timeline or time travel i don't see how you would do that plot device wise
0: no you wouldn't it would just have to be a straight up different different sequel and at the end of the day like like neil said that wouldn't erase alien 3 and resurrection Mm. it just they'd become alternates same as his would be an alternate
1: I mean, if you're doing that, you might as well just do a a completely new characters. Whereas I think Blomkamp said that it started out by saying he he was working with Sigourney Weaver and he wanted to do a new film with Sigourney Weaver. Mm. And he thought, oh, we'll do an alien one. Um, But you might as well just do an alien one without Ripley in it if you're going to do an alternative timeline where you can reset everything.
0: Well, It's probably going to be the charm of seeing Ripley and Hicks back. That's going to be the charm of it. Sounds like a romantic... I know, and I it, 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 it is fanboy wank at the end of the day. Um, <laughs> well, would you argue that? Not at all, that's exactly it, what no, it is. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. but it depends how it's done. Well, that, That's where the excitement's come from for this. It's that image of... Her there in that vest, in that alien tank top, aliens tank <laughs> she's top. She's a jihadist. She's basically <laughs> she's got a suicide belt on. I
4: know. I thought that was a little strange.
0: That's what. That I mean.
1: That <laughs> something like that is a plot point because at that point, that makes me think, why is she threatening to blow herself up? Is it going to be that she's going to have another chest burst in her or what? That's a plot point. That's something that gives us a, a little inkling of what the plot could be like.
3: Well, that, uh, me, that does sort of hint at a. At a almost a, a rewriting of Alien 3 because Alien 3 ends with, with, with Ripley sacrificing yes. herself, so why if she's not going to kill herself, why would she strap explosives to her body, you know?
0: Mm. Yeah. Well, Sigourney does want to end Ripley. I mean, she's been saying that since Alien 3. Well, she got the chance, didn't she? But Alien Resurrection reopened, that's, that, it's not, you know, it's not Ripley per se, but it is her involvement in the yeah. franchise again. Yeah,
3: I don't know, I, I hate to say it, but honestly, Anything that Weaver says in regards to oh I want to end the series or I think the you know she said at one point uh, the the series deserves a proper sequel this was just a few days ago I read this interview and I thought really you're the idiot who agreed to do Alien Three and Resurrection Where do, what are you what are you even talking about at this point I'm sorry but I don't really consider her her word to be gospel when it comes right. to the Alien franchise no. anymore.
4: No, I definitely agree, and it seems actually like she's going the opposite direction these days, like she's coming back to the franchise a little bit more. I was even surprised with her involvement of, of Alien Isolation and the fact that she finally allows allowed um, NECA to use her likeness for their new figures. Yeah. It just seems like she's getting more involved in the franchise again. And from from what I had read, Neil Blutkamp was originally going to – he was kind of developing this idea without her. And then on the set of Chappie, he talked to her about it, and she said, "I might be interested." And so he
0: kind of reworked the story. Again, it's it's, it's hard to really determine all of this stuff, isn't it? From yeah, from this. I mean, we're, we're getting... in
1: a vacuum of news. We've got it's concept art and some very, very uh, you know, polar opposite quotes, and that's all we've got to go on right now. And it's causing a lot of heated debate I think it's fair to say
0: uh, let's talk about the the Michael Bean thing from today as of recording literally about a couple of hours ago um, Michael Bean has according to a user on Reddit has said that he's been contacted and it looks like he would be involved in Alien 5 Alien Camp whatever we're calling this how do you guys feel about that
3: well, um, I hate to see what he looks like now. I mean, the poor guy looks like he's been strung out on, on substance abuse for the past two years. Nothing against him personally, but, I mean, I is he really in any shape to be acting
0: nowadays? He, do, he does act. He, he, yeah. He, he acts yeah. quite a lot. Mostly sort of BC movies, and I believe he did have a genuine alcohol issue. Yeah. Um, But if if you check him out on Facebook, he he's looking... He looks his age, but he looks... He looks Wow. It looks, it yeah, I, I well, he looks pretty I saw him
1: in something not too long. It was a film about like some survivors in a, they go like in a nuclear bunker because there's been some kind of, um, you just see the city blow up and they're in a nuclear bunker and then basically everybody starts backstabbing one another. But he, you know, he he looks fine for his age. There's nothing wrong with him. I could see him being Hicks again. There's nothing, nothing about his appearance that made me go, oh, who the hell are you? It's yeah, he's fine.
4: Yeah, I mean, if, if Arnold Schwarzenegger can play the Terminator again, he can play
1: Yeah, him. exactly.
3: I would like to see him return in a sort of consultant role, it, it, like in the film, his character, as opposed to seeing him go in live action. Maybe have him
0: training a new group of Marines or something. What do you guys think about that?
4: I think he's always been an action star. He's not going to want to do that.
0: I mean, at the uh, end of the day, yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to go a bit out here towards the EU, uh, but the the original the original Aliens uh, comics from Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. Who had, who had this acid scarred, aged, vengeful hicks? Alcoholic. Yeah, I think that the the originals were perfect in in that where they talk Hicks, and that yeah. is exactly the kind of thing I would like to see being doing this. And I suspect
1: blomkant has been heavily influenced by that, looking at the concept art, because it does have that vibe, it looks like Hicks, or he got changed to Wilkes later on, but yes, it, it looks like the Hicks from those comics, he, he has that same kind of, you know, it, it's got that same kind, of, you know, you can look at a, a drawing of someone and you, you get what their personality is now. Hmm. And he looks like he would have that personality as he was portrayed in those early comics. Definitely. Which, to me, is a good thing, because I liked those first two comics until it got to the one where Ripley came back and it went a bit awful at that point. But um, <laughs> the first two were really good.
0: Indeed. That, that is exactly how I would like to see Hicks portrayed. OK, so, so what what about... you know We've been talking about this... How will the what will they kind of thing. But but what about Neil Bloomkamp as a as a director? We haven't really spoken about how we feel about his involvement. So he's he's got two under his belt with the third one due to be released earlier later this week as of recording. How do we feel about that? How do we feel I about him?
2: I think it's going to be really interesting because his filmography is composed mostly of standalone movies. We have District 9 one of my favorite films from the past decade, Mm -hmm. Elysium, and by the time this alien camp comes out, we'll have *Chappie* too. they They're three standalone movies. They don't follow from a previously established third-party property. This is going to be the first sequel from Blomkamp, and I think it's going to be really interesting how exactly he behaves with a sequel. If the sequel is going to be distanced tonally, from the previous movies, or if it's going to flow and be effectively what he calls a genetic sibling,
0: I think yeah. his style is is obviously influenced by like Ridley and yeah. Cameron's Cameron's work. Though, so I mm, do
2: absolutely.
0: see. It. You See, that's that's what I personally thought he was going to be. He meant when he said genetic sibling, and that's how I thought it was going to go down. Until mm. this whole categorically not feature Ridley thing, um, so I do quite easily see it being a return to that sort of style which I think is, a, a, on on one of the fanboy hands, is a bit like, mm, but the thing that made the series special was all these differing visions. But considering the um, golden desire to return to the heyday of Alien and Aliens, I think that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm. Is he writing it as well? Um, yeah. Yeah, well, he came up with so. the story, didn't he? Okay. Yeah.
2: One thing on. I like about Blancam is that he has a, very much a liking for practical effects. Mm. His movies have... Yes. A lot of practical effects. And when he uses uh, digital effects, uh, he uses them for their original purpose, which was to look real. One problem in today's digital effects is that they're done to look cool. If you look at District 9, the proms from District 9, Gorgeous. they are some of Life-like, the most Also, awesome cr- creature effects I've ever seen. They uh, look real most of the time. And that's, I think, a key part, because uh, one aspect of the alien movies is that the creatures look real. They look like real creatures going uh, against uh, the characters. They don't look like figments of imagination. That was never violated in the first two movies. So I'm confident that Duncan uh, is going to portray the aliens correctly. I wonder who's going to be at the helm of the creature effects. So far we had Weta Workshop, and I think uh, they're going to be at the helm here too. And I'm confident they're going to do a great job. I I wouldn't mind seeing ADI again. I think they hated because people think the designs were all they're doing, but Mm. the real problem is that they were following direction. Even in Alien 3, the whole pipes thing, they took them out, they put them back in, took them out. It was always a direction thing. If given the correct direction, ADI can do perfect looking effects. If you look at the recent uh, The Thing uh, Show Reel, yeah. the deleted, uh, practical effects, they did this pilot design, the pilot creature looks absolutely amazing. And it's a real marvel of practical effects. It's a shame they they didn't use it in the final movie. I think ADI, with the correct uh, direction, if they are channeled correctly, they can do awesome uh, practical effects.
3: Yeah, I would disagree with you, but at the same time I would, maybe it's just my nostalgia speaking, but I really would like to see Legacy Studios return. I realize Dan Winston isn't there anymore and perhaps some of that creative genius is gone as a result, but I can't be the only person who feels that way.
4: Well, I mean, they've definitely done some impressive work. I believe they, they did the work on Jurassic World as well, so I'm yeah. sure the animatronics in that will be amazing as usual for that franchise, but I mean, I definitely have a lot of faith in, in Neil as a director. I love his style, and I think he's a really just a cool, likable guy as well, and What's interesting is he – I watched a lot of the special features for Elysium because I, I really love that movie even though the story was was not quite so great. I like the concept and, and a lot of the visual designs and, and I mean, the special features for that. He was really kind of expressing that a lot of directors are just directing a movie and they're not really uh, involved in the design portion of things. But he's an artist himself. He's a designer himself and he's really – Engaged in in how his films look and the world that's being created and that was ultimately the problem with Elysium is he was too focused on the design and not focused enough on the story but I mean a film like Elysium I mean he had Sid Mead on that and the station and the effects for that were just unbelievable so I really hope he can get Sid Mead back for, for the designs for this film
0: yeah if he's going to be following aliens in terms of tonality and design then it would be a pretty logical a logical thing to do, especially considering he's obviously involved with Sigourney now. I I would see him being quite likely to get back in touch with Sid, since he's been working with him before. But as far as creature
4: effect studios go, I think Weta's probably going to be the choice, just because he's worked on them with
0: all three of his movies.
4: I just hope he doesn't set Alien 5 in a dystopian slum (laughs) again.
0: That's a very... It's pretty much... all three of his films are, are focusing on that kind of thing, aren't they? So I, I could see it happening in terms of it focusing, again, on on the grittier side of, of the future.
1: Yeah. See, the thing about him is I I like District 9 a lot more than I thought I was going to. Then I saw Elysium and I thought... This is completely the opposite way. And personally, I've, I felt it was more style over substance and mm. there were some big plot holes I just was not comfortable with. But then I saw a recent interview someone posted on the forums and he's saying that he, he acknowledges that he should have spent more time on the story and characterization than just what looks cool. And he, he admits that's a, a personality flaw on his part. So what I'm hoping is hearing that, filled me with a lot more confidence, because I'm thinking, if he can apply those lessons to this project, it will at least get a decent film. Whether or not it will be, like, up there with the originals, I don't know, but it will at least, you know, it will hold together as a as a whole. As a... In regards to um, Weta, weren't they involved in Prometheus as well? Yeah, they were. Yeah, so I can yeah. see that if Ridley if Scott is done. a producer, I can see them getting
0: involved, for sure. And considering... Like uh, like Omega said, how realistic and how lifeline, life like the prawns looked in District Nine. That is exactly the kind of um, special effects, kind of creature effects, use of computer imagery that I would I would like to see applied to the Alien. Yeah. In in this, I mean, you know, we we always we always go on about how amazing it is that everything was practical in in oh. the Alien films. But at the end of the day, that it was the limits of of the practical suits in alien that mm. that leave it being up to our imagination for a lot of things and, and Creative Assembly talked a lot about how everybody has this image of the original alien, stealthy and silent and the the ultimate killer and fast and all that and you you see it do very little of that yeah. in the actual film itself. And well. Creative Assembly in Alien Isolation showed us how gorgeous that that model, that that appearance can be. So, I'm very hopeful that I'll get to see that kind of grace, that yeah. kind of. Um, I think deadliness. because
1: hasn't Camp posted something about that he really liked how the, the look of yeah. isolation?
2: It, it yeah, has. So he,
1: I, I he, can see him aiming for that kind of aesthetic, definitely.
2: Yeah. He, he posted think... it on
1: Twitter and um, one of the developers um,
2: tweeted back at him. I think it was Alistair, mm.
4: if that's his name. Alistair he Hope. Just, yeah. Hope. He, he was just saying he enjoyed Camp's um, concepts as well, so that was kind of cool to see that
0: that interaction.
2: Yeah, if you consider that uh, Alien was made about 35 36 years ago, and the practical technology was very limited back then, I mean they hadn't a lot of things to consider, whereas today we are about used to seeing CCI, but practical technology has evolved too along the way, so with today's practical technology they could really bring the alien to life, with both practical and digital effects, almost flawlessly. The only thing they need is proper planning, and not the, the whole fix it impose yeah. the kind of mentality that's very common nowadays, and Blomkamp don't, doesn't have that kind of mentality, I hope. His movies don't seem to have that kind of mentality
1: what I like about his when he uses the practical effects he makes like even the you, you talked about the prawns in District 9 but even the alien weaponry in District 9 he, yeah. you saw the suit and you saw it getting dirt and oil on it, you saw it yeah. looked completely realistic and it's not going to be coming much with the, the normal aliens except maybe the tail, which I think they've always had trouble looking right as it waves around, but I think if they're going to do a queen you're going to have much more articulation with the Queen. Yeah. Um, the normal Aliens, it's going to be more suit work. Um, but I think with it, it will definitely help with the, his what he's learned in his trade. It's definitely going to help make it look like... Um, you know, like in Aliens when it's she, Ripley rescues Newt and you see it leaping from post to post to mm. post. Now, I was hoping for something like that in um, Alien vs. Predator. And... You just didn't get that impression. It kind of looked like a guy in a suit in AVP. Um, I think with this, he's going to put an emphasis on making it move more like you saw in Alien Isolation or move like you saw it when it's leaping between those posts. It's going to move like something that will take the illusion of it being a guy in a costume. That's going to be the key. If it can move right the rest is going to come. As long as he's done the lighting right, and I'm, I'm sure he'll do the lighting perfectly. Yeah, the as long as moves right, with. that's the key.
0: As long as it's pulling off that kind of... One of my favourite sights from, from that game was the alien slinking down from the vents. Yeah, you know, the, the way it flipped and its tail coiled, coiled around it. Is, is well, it, it
1: looks like um, like a, a horse or a, or a cow giving birth when that thing just kind of just slithers down from, with gravity. It's it looks like
0: something being given birth mm. to. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of otherworldly gracefulness that I'd like to see, and mm. there's, and. and if that's implemented, whether it's wetter, a nice combination of practical and computer effects, that will yeah. make me happy.
1: Yeah. I think a lot of that is going to come, because he has got a thing with exosuits. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> we have seen Ripley in a kind of alien-esque thing, but whether she's wearing a space jockey type thing, or whether she is a clone, and it's her alien genetics kind of changing her, I don't know, but Ripley's going to be wearing something for definite. Whether it's like oh, yeah. suicide fist really, changing. I don't know. yeah. I hadn't
4: really thought of that before, but you're totally right. I mean there's an exosuit pretty much in all of his films, even Chappie, it it might not be an exosuit, but he's remote piloting this big yeah. mech, so I would be very surprised if he didn't include that.
0: Yeah. Um, but what actually what what, what do we think of, of, of that concept of um of this alien esque exosuit? I mean, one yeah, of the I, one of the complaints for Prometheus is, is this notion of the engineers being humans yeah. in suits. So, okay. what? What? How would we feel about Ripley in a suit?
2: I don't particularly like it because it seems too sci-fi. I mean, too removed from the grounded-down reality of the first two movies. But maybe, maybe I'm I'm speaking too soon because we don't know the role of it yet. I mean. Uh, the context. We don't know the context. It could even be in a dream sequence yeah. or it's got a specific purpose. But the concept itself, I mean I I wait for for the cinema screen for that. Wasn't it um called
1: on the actual concept? Didn't it have a title like
2: It was jockey suit or jockey, yeah. Yeah. jockey suit.
1: Yeah. So I've got a feeling maybe that's how it's linking to Prometheus. So I could be wrong, but if it's called that on the concept art uh, I've got a feeling they're going to say, well, the ones with the eggs on it were more advanced cargo than the ones with the, um, the you know, those big...
0: Yeah, um, the urns.
1: Yeah, the urns, or, and they're going to say, well, in those ones, they, yeah, advanced suits, and then she wears one. But she's looking pretty calm when she's dressed in it, so I don't think she's doing it under duress. <laughs> she's she's either changed or she's wearing it, so, you know, she's she's pretty happy with doing it, whatever the reason is. <laughs>
4: Okay, I I just totally realized you guys were talking about her in like the the Geiger suit. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, thought you just Giger meant suit. like a a power
1: loader
0: type exosuit. suit.
1: Um, I'm sure they'll do that <laughs> soon.
0: We'll see some in the background somewhere, undoubtedly. Yeah. This it was one of the few things that I, I I could get along with in Prometheus. I know I know they sort of they lost the possibility of this whole um, Lovecraftian aesthetic to it, but. And, and the design could have been a bit more biomechanical for my liking, but that's pretty much every... every I can say that for all the engineer elements in Prometheus, but assuming it, it does go back to a more Giga-esque look, I can buy it.
2: About engineers, there's one of the of the concept art pieces. There's this blobby, kind of, like, humanoid. He's bold, and uh, he, yeah. he's looking at him. What... Who is he? What is he? Um, some people said it's uh, it's uh, announcing the return of the Echmorphine, uh, whereas oh, someone yeah. else says it's a, it's a mutated engineer or something like that. No,
1: it's it's titled Melting Man or something, so I think it's someone with acid that's got... But again, he looks pretty calm about it, but I think the title on that piece of art is Melting Man or Melting something.
0: Let's have a look. Um, he but definitely I, I, seems too short to be an engineer. I, I definitely know what piece you mean, and I do think that. Um, he
1: looks like that. that it guy does out look very or... egg
0: morphing. Yeah. I, I personally think it does look like um like um Breton. Yeah. And um, yeah, it Dallas
1: does did. look like. Yeah, ad- um, I'm, just, I'm pretty just, sure it's called Melting Man or I'm something like <laughs> that. I'm Just going to
0: check it out now. While which
1: which would imply it's someone who's been, you know, they have got like, acid poured over them or something. Unless they're mutating and their their flesh is melting off, I don't know.
0: Okay, I've just found the picture.
1: I don't think it's a cocoon because his arms are free, aren't they?
0: No, they're not. It, it, it's very cocoonish. I've, I have found it on on Twitter and it's not not Twitter, uh, Tumblr, and it's not labelled.
1: I've seen anything. I've seen it with a label on it that's like you know with a not typed out but like a, a in a pen.
0: But yeah, again, context up in the arm. What what do we? really tell
1: <laughs> no he can't. it's yeah. too ambiguous that's yeah. why he released it it's too ambiguous
0: and again that, that's what's got most of us up in um, you know up there debating is it won't it will it what's it going to do it's looking
1: shocked when she's looking at him
0: I, I don't even I don't think the likeness she looks to she quite uh, horrified I don't think unless I that's
1: it. what becomes of Hicks
0: there's another thing that we can talk about here in terms of um, Blancamp and it is do we want um, Charlotte Copley in the film Oh, he will be absolutely. Of <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> there's no question.
1: He's going to be the third incarnation of Wayland. I could see him
0: playing an android.
2: <laughs> I I see him as a uh, Hudson type of character, You know, losing his shit mm. when the aliens come about.
0: Would we be happy seeing him though? Is it too much of a gimmick? Or no, no I, it... he's a great oh, actor. Uh, I mean,
2: yeah, hmm. he's excellent. One of my favorite actors from the past times. And.
4: But... and the thing I like about him the most as an actor is he's, you know, he plays a different character in almost all of his movies. I don't know if any yeah. of you guys have seen this indie sci-fi movie called Europa Report. Uh, oh, but, um, I
0: completely yeah. forgot he was in that.
4: It's like a documentary-style yeah. space travel movie, and he plays an American astronaut, and he has no accent at all. Um, and then you look at even. With Bloom Camp's movies, his character in District Nine to his character in Elysium and he plays Chappie actually. He did the motion capture in the voice oh, yeah. for the okay, robot He was in
0: A Team as well.
4: Yeah. I haven't seen that one yet.
0: Played Murdoch in A Team. Which was the leader, wasn't he?
4: He's a dynamic enough actor that yeah, I mean he could he could do any role that Bloomcamp throat right him for this, I think.
0: Yeah,
2: I
4: agree. I wouldn't mind seeing him in it.
0: I will be happy if, if he is in it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how um, how he does with just his voice in Chappie. That should be uh, should be interesting. I think have we just about covered everything? You reckon? Um, Is there anything else anybody so. wants to Well, the to talk alien about? design. Ah,
1: yeah. yeah. Of course. Oh, I can think of one other thing. Who, if we had the choice of having any of the, I suppose, surviving composers of music back again, who would we choose? Or, or would there be someone who's not done an alien film but you'd like to do the music for an alien film? Because I think, you know, when you when we saw Terminator 3, it just wasn't the same without the old Terminator music. Yeah. Um each alien film has its own musical vibe though. So is there anyone you'd like to see back for an Ali- for this alien film or someone who hasn't done an alien film you'd like to see involved in this one as just doing the music for it?
0: I love Golden Falls Alien 3. Yeah. It is one of my favorite soundtracks um, out mm. there. But if if he's going in this Alien Aliens-esque uh, style, then perhaps Golden Thor wouldn't suit whatever he's going for.
4: I honestly think Ryan Ammon would be a good choice. He's, um, he's a relatively new composer, I believe, who worked on... Uh, he did the score for Elysium, and I thought that movie had an amazing orchestral score mixed with like electronic elements, and so I, I think he would be a really good choice.
2: One of the best uh, composers in recent years was Michael Giacchino. He's, uh, he's got a, a great style, and although it's unlikely that we're going to choose him, I think it would be a wonderful choice. Is
0: that the fellow who did...
2: Um... All oh, Abrams movies. I-
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Cloverfield, I, Star that was Trek it, yeah. he
2: also did um, Super 8 he, he's got an excellent style and he, he, what's amazing about him is that he can sort of follow other styles, in Super 8 uh, his core feels very like John Williams and maybe he could um, sort of bring a Horner-like or even um, Goldsmith-like
0: Tone to the skull. I, I, I envision it taking a very Horner, Horner approach to
2: yeah, it. Yeah, Horner. Mm. Part of the alien's DNA. Although I'll
1: well, bring it full circle and have Ellen Silvestri do it. Yeah.
0: He never did any alien, did he?
1: No, he, he's done the Predator ones, but he's never done an alien one.
0: Isn't, um... Oh, the name escapes me now. Um, Goldsmith's son is a... Um... Yes, he is, yes. I believe he did the uh, the Stargates, the the shows.
1: I know he did one of the tracks for um, Star Trek First Contact. I'm pretty
2: sure it's him anyway.
0: Okay, so Omega also mentioned the design of the alien, the appearance.
2: So uh, I think Alien Isolation did a great job in uh, demonstrating that the Giger design still works. It's still terrifying as it was... Uh, 30 years ago, uh, I find it interesting how it, com- it combined the original design with the you know, digitigrade legs from Alien 3 and Alien Resurrection, it was a great addiction. We never see the alien walking in the original movie, we all see uh, it crouching in Aliens, they're always scuttling around, we never see them walking Digitigrade legs really bring out. Inhuman kind of work that really works, and alien isolation integrated them well in the Giger design. So I think something like the alien isolation design would uh, really work. I am confident that they're going to be at least faithful to the original designs. If you if you notice, know uh, um, on Domkamp's yeah. Instagram, he yes, has this he has a bust, this kind of uh, side show bust. It's actually, something is inaccurate about it, something about the proportions, but it shows that he's a fan of the original design, so I expect some kind of design continuity between this and the, and the first two movies.
0: I completely agree with you. I think if they, if they stick towards something like um, Creative Assembly, Degree of Isolation, that, that would just be perfect. Because at the end of the day, a lot of people are clamoring for a return to that biomechanical that sort of original yeah. look because um, I, I think a lot of the failures that the AVP films made were reusing the suits that were available which were, yeah. which were the resurrection Yeah, ones.
1: the and fleshy suit, yeah then,
0: at the end of the day, that design made sense within the context of resurrection Exactly. Yeah. it didn't for the AVPs no. and it had to be some bullshit that was made up on IMDB to explain that and mm-hmm. um, yeah if they're going to go to the effort of returning to Weaver, returning to Bean and um, in three and four, I want to see them return to those earlier styles.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure they could make it... And I think he's the kind of director... I mean, this is me assuming, but he's the kind of director who will do what a lot of people said and he will hire someone like the original actor who is thin and tall. He's dead. No, no, but, well, like, but yeah, but somebody like yeah, like he will tie up someone with those kind of proportions or he'll make some kind of, you know, practical effects which will make it look skeletal.
2: Yeah, I think that's I the think, thing. I think Doug Jones is played uh Ape Sapien in the Hellboy movies and then The Angel of Death. He's, oh, he's got this very team built and I think he would be camera tricks, very good at uh, making uh, an alien. Very good at uh, being a sweet performer in an alien suit. Yes. I can't really think of anyone else because Tom Woodruff is going is going to age. I mean... Mm-hmm. He's, he's, he doesn't yes. have anymore the proportion. <laughs> Iron White is too muscular. is perfect for a predator but for an alien not so much. Mm. So I really hope if they're going to um, make an alien suit that they hire Doug Jones. I really think they're going to use uh, uh, motion capture as well. I mean, with Blancup oh, and Quetta, having used them on both District 9 for the Prones and Elysium for the um, for the Robots. I mean, Chappie used them. As Adam said earlier, Chappie is a mock-up from Charlton Copeland. So I think they're going also to use them. Yeah, if they could do the
1: prawns, they're going to have no trouble making realistic skeletal looking aliens. Uh, Doug yeah. Jones, you mentioned, he's doing, there's a project to do the original Nosferatu film. They're kind of yeah. redoing it with modern special effects. And I've seen him in the modern version of Nosferatu. He looks brilliant in that. But um, yeah. yeah, I, I think make, if this make... director did the prawn, you know, did the way they did the prawns in District 9, they can do that. They looked hyper-realistic. They're going to have no problem doing the original Giga-looking alien, but with the movement of Cameron's aliens. And that's going to be the ideal compromise. Because isolation was fantastic for atmosphere, but it does kind of hover around, and you never see it do much in the way of dynamic movements, which I think is, if they can get the compromise right gonna. that's going to be the ideal alien, at least special effects. Well, what the story's like, I don't know, but um, the alien, the performance and the movement of the alien, if they can get the compromise of those two extremes right, that's going to be the next iconic alien, I think.
4: And I think yeah. that's what Alien Isolation did so well, was take that yeah. tall, uh, slender, creeping design and just made it move really terrifying.
0: Hmm. Like you say, Doug Jones... He's done a lot of a lot of creepy suit work because he was in Pan's Labyrinth, wasn't he? As um, was yeah, name? yeah, and he's um, obviously used to that kind of thing. I, I could dig him. I could, I could get along with him being in it. Yes, sh- should we uh, should we call that one there? Okay. Yeah. So, um, well, you've been listening to the uh, Speculative Alien Five Alien Camp podcast, and um, I hope you've all enjoyed it. So this is Corporal Hicks signing off. Yeah. yeah Ian no
2: more Xenomorphin.
0: Because you'll David. Doom Rules had to leave earlier, so yeah. uh, so easily slinked out there. But again thank you uh thank you for listening. Um see you next time.